안녕하세요. Good morning. Good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까? Today, uh, I'd like to talk about a life of gratitude from True Mother's Anthology Book One. Actually, uh, you know, International Hero Corps now they request to uh, join the the conference. So now I'm going to joining the international conference. So my speech is now recording to all of you. Uh, let's study uh, Mother's word, uh, A Life of Gratitude. A Life of Gratitude. You should be grateful that true parents have laid the foundation we have today from an environment where they had to start from the very bottom. Luckily, one of the true parents, true mother, is on earth. You should be grateful for this. You should begin each day saying, thank you, thank you. With this kind of heart, there will be progress. A song I like by Joe Hung Joe goes, flowers of joy blossomed after I threw away my greed. This is quite correct. Adam and Eve fell due to self-centered desire. It is the same for you and for blessed families who are aware of the will. Doing things centered on yourself is counter to heavenly law. You need to align yourself with heavenly parent and true parents, moving in oneness of mind and oneness of body with them. Your parents' wish should be your wish. Fulfilling heavenly parents' dream is the substantial kingdom of heaven on earth. The place you go after you live on earth is the kingdom of heaven in heaven. The life we live in our physical bodies will determine the attitude of mind and body we have when we enter the eternal world. If you cannot fit the environment of heaven, you will be naturally excluded. Our circumstances, our positions are not what are important in our lives of faith. What is important is how we lead our lives on earth so that we can ascend well when the right time comes. How do we die well? What do you think about is getting rid of greed? What you should think about is getting rid of greed. Why do you think Christianity isn't developing anymore? It is because they are only praying for themselves or for their own sons and daughters. They are not thinking about what heaven's hope, heaven's will, and humanity's wish are. We are different. We have learned through true parents what kind of lives we should live. When you know your place and push away your greed, then blessings will come to you. When that happens, you can be even more grateful toward heaven. When you live a life of gratitude toward heaven, then heaven will bestow you with great blessings. You must have had many such experiences. You must live this kind of life. Yes. True Mother said, when you know your place and push away your greed, then blessing will come to you. When that happens, you can be even more grateful toward heaven. When you live a life of gratitude toward heaven, 
and heaven will bestow you with great blessings. True Mother says that if we let go of our greed, we will be blessed. What should we put down then? Today, focusing on True Mother's word, I will start with the youth ministry based on True Mother's guidance. Uh, today's youth ministry, what must be laid down on the path of the faith? Okay, uh, let go of greed for material things and money. This is the first thing we need to put down, my brothers and sisters. I should be grateful and content with the blessing of the material and money that God has given me now. Man's greed for, man, uh, for money and material things is en endless. How can I let go of my greed for money and material things? It is putting God first. You need to put God as the top priority more than anything else. Then you can put your money and material down. What you prioritize on the path of the faith is very important. Will you put God first or will you put money and material things first? These are very, very important things, my brothers and sisters. I need to put down my own greed for money and material things. I need to put God as a top priority because God is the most important being, most important thing there. Which one is more important than God? If you put money and material first, that means God is secondary. So as long as you put God as a secondary, you cannot get any blessing. You do not know why, you know, life of faith and my life is something that much miserable. You cannot understand, but actually we know that was the main reason because you do not put God as a top priority. That's why you need to put down, you need to put down your own greed for material things and money. Yeah, know the law that money and uh, matter is uh, replenished when you give it to others. Materials and money will be replenished even more if you try to give them first. This amazing universal principle. People do not know this secret. The law of the universe is that if you keep giving and happiness and joy will fill your heart. So the, the, the blessings of the material and money will come back even greater. And do not forget the secret of the wonderful blessing that material and money are controlled by giving. How to control money and material? Through giving. This is really one of the top secrets. Many people try to, try to get it, try to receive it first. However, as long as you try to receive something, try to make something first, then you cannot control money and materials. So the how to control money and materials? Through giving. Through giving and giving and giving, you can control money and the materials.
if you you know prioritize uh, a material things over faith on the path of the faith indemnity and trials will surely follow oh my goodness if you put anything over god on the path of the faith you will inevitably pay indemnity no this is a you know, we cannot avoid that if you put money first you will pay indemnity because of the money if you put your own power and honor first you will surely perish because of your power and honor because disorder and if you put knowledge before god then knowledge makes you a slave slave to it that's why as long as we do not put god as a top priority then surely i have i am going to face some problems surely i need to pay indemnity i need to go through any kind of the hardships and problems why because of this order what is the heavenly order heavenly order means what i need to put god as a top priority other thing is nothing other thing is secondary you need to reflect on yourself i need to reflect on my own self am i right direction or not this is very important you need to be laid down on the path of faith what material things and money you need to put down first and then jesus said uh, not to worry about what you will eat what you will drink or what you will wear first you must always keep in our heart to message to seek the kingdom and righteousness of god i have to think that my responsibility is to put god god's will first and i have to think that my food clothing and shelter is god's portion of responsibility if this is really true then why do i worry about what to eat what to drink what to wear which is god's portion of responsibility so i need to put god's will first i need to put god first as long as i follow this kind of order put god as first and then the remaining things god's portion of responsibility that's why jesus say that no worry what to eat what to drink what to wear god will provide everything as long as you follow this kind of this kind of the heavenly order be sure to tithe no matter how difficult the circumstances a life of tithing is a discipline in which i put god first over material things and money can never grant grants the material and financial blessing to families who do not tithe even if you temporarily earn money for a moment due to the uh, luck or the merit of your ancestors if you do not tithe you will uh, inevitably pay indemnity in the end anyway everybody same things you do not put god as the top priority finally you need to pay indemnity wow no one avoid this heavenly law that's why i remind you my brothers and sisters even true mother say you need to put down your own greed for material things and money 
Secondly, let go of greed for physical love, which is fornication. Unrighteous sexual desire must be completely crucified, my brothers and sisters. Strong belief and absolute denial are required to deny even 1% of thoughts and desire about fornication. If an adulterous thought invades, it must be completely, completely crucified. This is an important point. Whenever on, on whenever on unrighteous sexual desire arises, you must lament over yourself. Nevertheless, if your thoughts of the fornication cannot be separated, we must lament and weep, wailing and wailing and wailing and wailing. I have to lament how my heart and body, which should be God's temple have such conflicts. The solution of this problem of the fornication cannot be solved by human power. It must be expelled through constant prayer and the power of the world. No other way, my brothers and sisters. Through thought of the fornication, we know that I am really descendant of the fallen, fallen ancestors. No one can deny no one can deny, no one can deny Adam and Eve fell with chapter 2. No one, because I am the resultant being. You see, through the resultant being can, on, can know the, what's the, what the problem, our ancestors. No one can deny. Divine principle is really truth. And then uh, let go of the greed for sleep. Live in God's will, desire, and uh, and and the vision. If you go crazy with God's will and live a busy life, even sleep and will run away. This is my own experience. Also, even Father talking about the desire for sleep controls me because I am not serious about the God's will. If your goals and vision are clear and serious, you will also control sleep. If you seriously think that God's heart is your heart and your heart is God's heart, you can control your sleep. Why Father can control his body? Because he experienced God's heart. He experienced God's sorrowful heart. Since he met God, he cannot go his own way. He, he, he need, uh, automatically control his sleeping desire, material desire, any kind of the desire he can control. Why? He realized that the seriousness of the God's sorrowful situation. That's why we need to experience God's harm, God's pain, God's hardship. We need to experience. As long as I experience God's heart, God's sorrowful heart, and then this one is become my strong willpower, then even you can control your sleeping desire. Why we cannot control sleeping desire? Because you are not so serious about that. Number four, let go of the greed to eat. Those who eat little, live a healthy and long life. 
You have to control what you eat. If you control what you eat, you become a person of a character. The person who uh, dominate the food is the basis for controlling everything. This is for me also very difficult, right? How about you? You are easy or not? Even myself, very difficult. The most difficult thing to overcome is a desire to eat rather than controlling the desire for sleep, material, and money, and sex. The person in control of desire to eat is the basis for overcoming other sleeping desire or desire for material things and money and unrighteous sexual desires. This is not easy, right? Wow. If you control your eating desire, you are already great. You are already great. You know? Number five, let go of your greed for power and position. Conflict and fights arise when people try to protect their power and position. Think of a change in personal as being done by God when you think that way. You should be able to put down your current position whenever heaven orders it. However, if you try to keep centered on yourself, you will have regrets. Therefore, you must empty your mind and be ready to let go at any time. Then God will give me greater blessings. However, if I have regrets to keep my position at some point, and dissatisfaction and complaint will arise, will arise against the central figure and my able, and I will become a person who has nothing to do with God. That's why someone have a have good position or continental like a sub-regional leader, and then able one day all of a sudden announce, change your mission. Now, how about you at that time? Are you are you okay or not? Or are you are really complaining or not? That's why when when your position really drop, step down by someone. And exactly we can know what is your real reality. That kind of unjust situation, immediately know who you are. That's why we know sometimes leadership change here and there from here to there, sometimes step down and all kinds of phenomena. Need to think that change in personal has been done by God. God change. Do not think my able change. That's the way we can put down, you know, my own power and position. For me, anytime. Mother say, okay, you step down. Yes, mother. This is God's will. In any time. Then I, 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 we need to be ready anytime without any complaint. Without any dissatisfaction, my brothers and sisters. Then you can know the reality. When you are able to change your mission, are you happy or not? Are you really grateful or not? These things can, can be done by God or not? Very important. Many people cannot accept. Cannot accept. This is the problem. Your fallen nature, all kinds of fallen nature come out. Number six, lay yourself down. 
you know, let go of your honor, your pride, and all your, you know, lingering attachment. Let go of a heart of envy, jealousy, and comparison. Your honor and self-pride, all lingering attachment are stronger when you focus on yourself and try to do only for yourself. Therefore, rather than myself, focus only on establishing and raising the authority of God and through parents. Envy and jealousy disappear when I think of the other person and myself as one. You and me, you know, same. You and me, you know, we are, we are the one. If you think that the other person is really a true brother or sister under God, it will disappear. That comes the jealousy. Envy and jealousy arise when you think of the other person as someone else. You are someone else. You are my neighbor. You are not. You are not. You know how to say. You. You are not. Uh, uh, you are not uh, one with me. And envy and jealousy are self-centered desires that say, "I have to be the best." Number seven. Let go of the curse and hatred of your enemies. My inability to love my enemy is proof that my arrogance and fallen nature still remain. Forgive your enemies. All fallen human beings are tolerant of themselves. God has forgiven a sinner like me. So where is the enemy I cannot forgive, my brothers and sisters? If you do not love your enemies, you must pay indemnity. If I do not love and take uh, no interest in the field that I should love and care about them, indemnity must be paid. So you have to love everything, live for everything and care about everything. And by loving the enemy, my character is perfected and the quality of my love is really, really upgraded. Wow. That's why to love enemies is not simple, but actually to love enemy is the best way to improve my quality of love. When I love my enemy, wow, my quality of my love is really day by day is really upgrading. And then finally reach different dimension. So mother today is saying that you need to put down your own greed. You need to put down. Otherwise, we do not put it down. As long as still I carry on fallen nature, how can we become God's sons and daughters? Leaving divine principle, the principle of creation 58, the structure and function on the physical self. So let's study continuously from yesterday. EDP content first. The reciprocal relationship between the physical self and the spirit self, the structure and functions of the physical self. The physical self consists of the dual characteristics of the physical mind and the physical body. The physical mind directs the physical body to maintain the functions necessary for its survival, protection, and reproduction. For the physical self to grow in good health, it must absorb air and sunlight, 
which are intangible young types of nourishment, and eat and drink food and water, which are tangible yin types of nourishment. The body has give and take with this nourishment through its digestive and circulatory systems. Good or evil in the conduct of the physical self is the main determinant of whether the spirit self becomes good or evil. This is because the physical self provides a certain element, which we call the vitality element to the spirit self. In our everyday experience, our mind rejoices when our physical self performs good deeds, but feels anxiety after evil conduct. This is because vitality elements, which can be good or evil, according to the deeds of the physical self, are infused into our spirit self. Yes. Let us study Father's work. The importance of our earthly life. God himself has placed the foundation of realizing the ideal in the active substantial world. You must understand this truth. Isn't that right? Yes. Wow. God's perfection also lies within me. In conclusion, if there is no purpose or direction on earth, if there is no direction for me to follow, God also cannot move. Isn't that right? Yes. This is why you must understand the preciousness of your earthly life. The conclusion is that the period of your life on earth is the only time when you can liberate God, revive this universe, and unite all heaven and earth. Thank you. In order for the fruit of the tree to mature, it must receive uh, you know, nutrient from the tree, as you know. You cannot exp uh, expect the uh, maturation of a fruit without trees, right? Likewise, the human spirit body is like a fruit. The human physical body is like a tree. And since they are so inseparable without human body, there can be no perfection in the spirit body. Once a human being who has not uh, perfected his spirit body goes to the spiritual world after taking off his body, then what happened? He can never grow alone as a spirit body. Therefore, the unperfected spirit body cannot complete the part of the which they have not yet grown unless it goes through the condition of the coming to live and help people who are using a physical body owners. In that sense, the body is very, very important. Why do people want to live longer? Why want to live a long life? Then your father said, your spirit tell you are not yet completed. This is because they know themselves well that the spirit body is not yet perfected. According to the true father, the perfect spirit body has no regret about death. Because, of, because the perfection of God's creation is ultimately achieved through humans and their growth period, we do not know how important our body is. That's why True Father said that through the human body, God will be resurrected, the universe will be resurrected, the ancestor will be resurrected. And he said that human beings can unify all 
the walls only through the body. Wow, how much important it is. Without body, my spirit cannot be complete. And if I die without completing my spirit body, I need to come back, I need to borrow someone's body. Then how much miserable it is. That's why, you know, as, uh, uh, while you are on the earth, you need to complete your spirit body. Cannot die. You need to keep good health, you know, to complete your spirit body. Right, my brothers and sisters? Next. We cannot trade our physical bodies even for the universe. The totality of God and all creation cannot be exchanged for the value of life on earth. Why? Without humankind existing physically on earth, God and the universe combined together would still be incomplete. Realize how precious the human body is. How great is that? What is God's desire for us? His desire for us is to perfect ourselves during our physical lives. This is why you need to love your body. We cannot trade our physical bodies even for the universe. It is in this light that we understand the biblical verse for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his life. Do you understand? Yes. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. True Father said that the human body is so important that the totality of God and all creation cannot be exchanged for the value of life or a life of owners. He said that without humans, without physical bodies, God's idea of creation cannot be perfect. The perfection of the children, the perfection of the brothers and sisters, the perfection of the husband and wife, and the perfection of the parents are only possible during the period of the using the human body. We are talking about the four realms of love, four kinds of the great love, only can accomplish it while, uh, while I have uh, my physical body. I hope that the perfection of God's will can eventually be completed through human beings in the flesh. That's why he must treat and love our body as the body of God. It then says, it is said that our bodies cannot be changed even after giving the universe. That much valuable human's body. That's why the Bible said, what will it profit you if you gain the universe and lose your life does not make any sense wow our physical body that much important that's why my brothers and sisters i am telling you keep healthy body right need to do exercise eat less if you eat less and then exercise and then your body become more strong and then become healthy body let's keep healthy body you know to complete my spirit at the same time, you know, to realize God's kingdom of heaven on the earth. We need to help our true mother, right, my brothers and sisters? Thank you very much. God bless you. Kamsahamida. And then, living testimony, our MC will introduce. Kamsahamida. Thank you so much, Dr. Young, for the incredible guidance you have uh, given us today and this morning. And to uh, now going to the living testimony, uh, I like to invite up two people, actually a couple. If you remember, yesterday's morning devotion, Dr. Young started off by sharing 
a commitment ceremony that took place in Clifton Family Church for two couples. And so we like to hear their testimony of their matching and the commitment ceremony itself of one of the couples, uh, Augustine Maddox and Unmi Rangala. So let us welcome them both up. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Dr. Yang. <laughs> Thank you, Yasser. My name is Unmi Rangala and... Uh, my name is Augustine Maddox. Yeah, as <laughs> Yasser just said right now, um, yesterday, Dr. Yang, on morning devotion, if you saw, he, um, <laughs> he displayed the photos of our commitment ceremony. We got uh, matched on Sunday, July 10th. And yeah, we'll be sharing our testimony on how um, we met and how God guided us to find each other and how we got to this point of actually getting committed. Um, yeah, so I'll start. Uh, yeah, when, well, before we met, uh, I was at a place where I felt like I was down spiritually a bit and i felt that i couldn't really pray um and i struggled connecting with god as well um in prayer and whenever i i tried to pray or force myself to pray i felt like i was forcing my i mean i was um forcing my connection with god and i didn't want that so i felt like i had to find a way a way to connect with god because i also i wanted to really connect with god um, when my future spouse. So at that point, um, I started, instead of closing my eyes to pray, I started talking to God out loud, just, um, yeah, I'd be sitting, say, for example, here on the couch, and I'm just like, God, you know, <laughs> yeah. And then it just became a habit eventually. So yeah, I started, while listening to morning devotion, I also started questioning, like, my relationship with God, for example, myself as God's daughter. Um, just hearing that for the first time, I was like, what, I'm God's daughter? And, okay, and then I was like, okay. Um, so I started asking God, normally when I talk to him, I, I call him Abuji. So I'm like, Abuji, am I really your daughter? And then, um, yeah, so, and I shared with him that I couldn't really feel that I didn't feel myself as his daughter. So. I wanted to feel the connection. I wanted to feel him as my father or my parent and me as his daughter. So I started working on that and by talking to him, of course. And um, yeah, so while talking to him, I asked for a few things as well. I was like, if you're my dad, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I kept talking and um, I also did prayer conditions as well. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to gather spirit world and every, everyone in spirit world. So I prayed to God, my Abuji, Omanim, uh, True Father in the spirit world, Hungjinim, Hyojinim, um, Demonim, all my ancestors. I just prayed, um, asking them for guidance to finding my um, future spouse. And um, yeah, so in the process, I prayed for... Um, one thing I said actually was, um, God, this was last year. This all happened last year in 2021. I asked God to, one, one actually before, um, when praying for my future spouse, I kind of struggled with what to say exactly. And even 
yeah, there was a point where I was trying, I wanted to leave it all up to God because I felt myself trying to take control. So even like Dr. Young mentioned today, like putting God as your top priority in, in your life. So I wanted God as the top priority in, uh, in helping me find uh, a spouse. And yeah, and I felt my greed coming out. Like I was just constantly greedy and wanted to take control of or be in control of how how I, I see my matching process or like, yeah, the process of finding my spouse. And um, yeah, so w when I realized that I told God, I told God, I don't, I don't want to find my spouse if I can't trust you. So yeah, I, I, I stopped. I, I, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I don't want it if I can't trust you right now. So um, yeah, so I stopped for like half of last year and in between in between that process i also i st of course like i still still kept um talking to god and um just through that i realized god really loves me and he wants me to be happy and um as i kept the conversation going um one thing he said well one thing i really felt was that um yeah, God really listens. At that moment, I told God, you know, God, um, I would like to get in a process by the end of this year, which was 2021. And that was in July when I was telling him all that. And then towards the end of the year, I joined 24 plus, which was also like very spiritual. I, I didn't want to be there, but then I felt this push in my self, my heart, there was just something pushing me. And then I, I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm just gonna join just to make you feel happy <laughs> or better. And um, yeah, and then me and Augustine met on 24 plus and we bonded over a connection uh, over the topic of God. Like, I don't remember how it happened, but we just, but yeah, we just started talking about God and how he's been working in our lives and everything. And yeah, and then from there we kept going and yeah, the process has been very exciting. Um, I've been learning a lot and I feel like he has so much wisdom, so much I can learn from and um, which is really exciting because I prayed for wisdom and then God gave me uh, wisdom. <laughs> I'm wife partner and future partner and um, yeah, so the commitment ceremony happened on July 10th, and um, I was very nervous in the beginning, but later on, as we went on, I, it felt right. It felt like this is, at that moment when I was sitting before, at, before actually um, committing to Augustine, I felt like God, God was really happy at that moment, and I also wanted to share that happiness with him. So yeah, all my nerves went away. And then once I got on stage to share, it was just like sharing my happiness, um, not only with God, but also with Augustine at that moment. And um, yeah, what I learned was that God really listens. <laughs> I was so I was so scared. There's one time where Dr. Young was was saying like he was when he was talking to about um, searching for a spouse for Tomomi. So <laughs> he said. Um, I told God, like he talked to God and, you know, and then I was like, I, I, I need to do that too. <laughs> so yeah, I felt I learned that God actually listens and he just really wants to be a father to me and he wants me to be his daughter and he wants me to see him as my father. And 
Um, yeah, and he just wants me to be happy. So, yeah, um, I'll pass it on to you. Thank you. Yeah, I obviously I've had similar experience going through the actual process with me, but um, even before that, my experience was actually very similar. I was before before getting into actually being in the matching process, I was at a point in my life where I, I was very hard on myself and felt very distant from God, even though I really wanted to be closer to God, to understand what God's desire for me was and to understand what I should be doing to help heal the world and heal God's heart. And I also had this experience of my prayers kind of changing and becoming a lot more direct and almost to the point of being disrespectful, which was hard for me to reconcile. I felt like where I met, I'm such a, a person who's trying to do good, but so distant and so kind of lost and just wandering and, and shouting to God, help me and not knowing how to hear God's answers and responses. Um, and when it came to the blessing, especially, I was just feeling very confused. I knew that the blessing was not just something I wanted, but something that God wanted. But I, I didn't know how to go about it. I was struggling with my own kind of external desires versus what I thought God wanted, but I wasn't sure what God wanted. And I was saying to God in these kinds of really emotionally raw prayers that it's either going to be the way I want it or the way you want it, but I don't know either one how to make that work. And so I'm just very lost and I just demanding a lot of guidance from God. And um, what I found is that even when I felt like the way I was asking for God to help me was wrong, even in that moment, God was still hearing my prayers and still wanting to help me, even if I felt like my prayers were disrespectful or not not sufficient, not sufficiently uh, chaste or sufficiently respectful or reverent, that God was still hearing me and still wanted the best for me. And it came to a point when we got to the point of the 24 plus workshop, which was something that I was really resistant to um, and my reasons were varied and a lot of it had to do with pride, but I was saying to God, it felt to me like the last thing I wanted to do, the last way I ever wanted to find a match. And it felt more than anything like indemnity that I had to pay. So I was saying to God, I remember specifically saying, I'm going to do this. It's an offering to you. And then after this is done, then I'm actually going to find someone actually going to find a match. Uh, and of course, God um, ignored that and introduced me to Unmi immediately. <laughs> and yeah, when I started to interact with Unmi and started to do this process, I realized that God doesn't just want what I think I deserve. God actually wants the most for me and for the both of us and for all of us. And I felt like I deserved less. I felt like I didn't earn a, a really beautiful and happy blessing. I felt like what I've earned is some kind of matching where I can go through it and maybe suffer through it in some way. But that hasn't been my experience so far. I mean, obviously, we are not blessed yet. We're, still, we're only a few days matched. We're very new in this process. But still, I felt like God was just telling me, you know, whatever you think you deserve, I want 10 times more for you, 100 times more for you. And that really moved me and, and really helped revive my 
my inspiration in life. You know, finding I'm still trying to find the practical direction in life, but I really feel now like God has given me a clear sense of what he wants for me spiritually and for us in our future. And I really felt during the commitment ceremony itself was not anything like I expected. I expected it to be, you know, this, this serious ceremony. This is an important moment in our life. But during that ceremony, I realized for the first time I felt unequivocally happy and I didn't feel like it was more than I deserved. I didn't feel like I needed to earn more. I just felt like this is the blessing that God wants for us. This is, yeah, this is what God wants for us. And obviously I was still nervous during the ceremony, but that's a different issue. <laughs> so yeah, from, from my experience of this matching process, I've really realized that even in my in the moments where I feel lowest, God is no less present in my life, even if I can't recognize it. And especially moving forward now, I really want to feel God more in my life and recognize wow. where God is working in my life. And even so, even as blessed as I have been, as we have been, I want to still, I want to translate my blessings into blessings for others, for the community and for the world. So I still feel very responsible to do well. I still want to earn and deserve the blessings that God has given to me, mm -hmm. but I no longer feel like I'm falling short in that sense. I feel like it's just a natural desire to reciprocate. I've received so much in this process with you and me, and I want to take that blessing and transfer it, transform it to a mm -hmm. blessing I can give to the world. So very, very excited, very, still very nervous, but mm -hmm. looking forward to this process. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much, Unmi and Augustine, for your beautiful testimony about the engagement ceremony, also process of the engagement ceremony. It was a really beautiful event last Sunday. Thank you so much. God bless you. Why? You give a lot of hope to the many second generation and third generation. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Yeo. Thank you. Thank you so much, Augustine and Unmi, for our, yeah, sharing your testimony and really uh, making us our hearts full of love. And of course, uh, we are uh, eagerly waiting with God, of course, to the day of your blessing, which uh, I don't know if it will be this fall or next spring, but it will come soon. We need to appeal to you know, people's original mind without exception. Everybody is searching for God. That's why, you know, do not uh, hesitate to declare or talk to them. We need to really appeal their original mind. Without exception, everybody looking for God. That's why when we talk to their original mind, somehow they really wake up their original mind and they can relate to us. If, but however, we have the preconception of this guy is very more, more intellectual, more than me, uh, better than me. I do not know what to talk. Then there is a problem. So we need to really appeal to their original mind. Then we can naturally, we, we can relate to uh, uh, with any, anybody.